Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. All right, we have a very special episode today. It is the final story of the Blue Book of Stories. The final story, the spelling bee. And I really like this story. Um, I'm very excited to read it. Just a couple of podcast things before we begin. Um, I'm recording this podcast at an earlier date. So I don't know how many listeners we have, but I'm going to guess it's close to 7 million just because we've been growing at a rapid rate from the time that I'm recording this. And I don't think it's unreasonable to suppose that every single boy in the United States has heard this podcast and most girls have heard this podcast by the time I'm recording this episode. So I'd just like to say thank you. Thank you to all those people out there who are listening. Uh, Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the super fans. Thank you to my parents who raised me. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Totally kidding. But anyway, thank you for those who have listened throughout and who are listening every Wednesday. I really appreciate it. Before we get on to the story, please keep leaving reviews, sharing, all that good stuff. So after this podcast, this final episode of of the season, the podcast will still continue. We have the whole Red Book of Stories to read as well. And I have some cool ideas for like bonus episodes and stuff like that, which I will hopefully reveal later. So the podcast is not over. The Blue Book of Stories portions of the readings are going to be over. So that's very sad. Um, But this has been so much fun. And thank you for going along this ride with me. And without anything else, I think, we'll just jump right into the story. This is The Spelling Bee. Thursday afternoon in Mr. L's class was shaping up to be a momentous occasion. For the first time since October, Charlie's team was close to losing the spelling bee. And for the first time since Jeffrey was born, his team was close to winning. Timmy was having an off day. So was Leo. Last night, they'd been up late perfecting their blueprints for the secret rocket factory they planned to build at the back of the abandoned lot so they could travel to the moon. There had been all sorts of logistical issues with Sector 7, and Leo had insisted on correcting them before they went to bed. Neither had time to even check the spelling words. Therefore, Charlie, the third and final member of their team, was responsible for taking them this far all the way to the final round. Their opponents, the other three-person team who had made it to the end, were Albert, Jake, and, to everyone's astonishment, Jeffrey. Even Mr. L could barely conceal his surprise when Jeffrey spelled literature correctly during the lightning round. It wasn't until after the two teams were in the championship that Charlie noticed literature was spelled on the class schedule on the board. While this did help reassure Mr. L and others that everything in fact was all right in the world, no miraculous event of cosmic magnitude had altered the bounds of the impossible, unfortunately by that point it was too late to change the team's scores. The discovery did nothing to dampen the enthusiasm of Jeffrey's team as they entered the championship round. The rest of the class was entirely on their side. Normally, Charlie's team won uncontested. This was the first time in weeks that another team had scored high enough to make it to the championship round and challenge them. But due to Leo and Timmy's lack of even minimal preparation and Albert and Jake's surprisingly strong showing, this matchup was set. All right, all right, said Mr. L 
quieting down chants of Jeffrey, Jeffrey, and down with Charlie, down with Charlie. <clears throat> Listen up. We are going to have a fair and even fight. Congratulations to our spellers for making it this far. Each member of the winning team will receive a special pencil. Jeffrey eyed the silver pencils, which had patterns of multicolored balloons. He had never allowed himself to dream of holding such a pencil, let alone owning one, to think he could write with it, sharpen it, show it to his parents, show it to his grandparents, shove it in Charlie's face. The possibilities were endless. Here's how the championship round works, Mr. L went on. Every speller from each team will get a word to spell. If you spell your word correctly, your team gets a point. The team with the most points at the end wins. What if the teams have an equal amount of points? Asked Charlie. Good question, said Mr. L. And then he seemed to pause, as if remembering what should happen next. In the event of a tie, there will be a spelling showdown, which means that one member from each team is chosen at random to face off with the other team. The first person to spell a word wrong, if the other person spells it correctly, loses. There was a general clamor as the class speculated about how the tiebreaker might go down. Charlie nodded and seemed satisfied. That's so unfair, moaned Albert. It's going to be Charlie and we're going to lose. But that is the tiebreaker, said Mr. L. And now it is time for the championship. Charlie, as team captain, you will spell first. Your word is acupuncture. A-C-U-P-U-N-C-T-U-R-E. Charlie said confidently, in one breath, acupuncture. The answer in a spelling bee was not considered submitted until the whole word was repeated after the last letter. Then Mr. L could give judgment. Good job, that is correct, he said, after sneaking a glance down at his spelling sheet to make sure that there was in fact only one C in acupuncture. Albert then spelled gravitational correctly, though with considerably more effort and many long pauses. Then Leo followed by spelling justification without error. Next was Jeffrey. He stepped forward to riotous applause from the classroom. Mr. L may have bought into the crowd's excitement because he scanned his list and picked out the least difficult word. All right, Jeffrey, your word is pickle. What? Charlie cried out. How is that fair? Charlie, if you speak out again, your team will be disqualified. After he finished sticking his tongue out at Charlie, Jeffrey turned back to the front of the room. Okay, he said, then paused. Okay. Wait, uh, what, what was the word again? Pickle. Okay. Pickle. <clears throat> Good. Nice. Okay, I got this. <laughs> um, real quick, Mr. L, uh, could you use it in a sentence? Mr. L glared at the class to show that their snickering was not appreciated. Then he answered Jeffrey. Would you like a pickle with your sandwich? Oh, okay, okay, that kind of pickle, said Jeffrey, nodding. Okay, 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 now I get it. Wait, real quick, could I have the country of origin, please? No. Uh, gotta be Latin, right? Jeffrey. Germanic? Jeffrey. Okay, but could I just have the first letter? Spell the word. Jeffrey squinted. His eyes carefully roamed the room. He was thinking very hard about where the word pickle might be written. He figured if this spelling bee had been held at a deli or even a grocery store, he would have been in the clear. 
But in Mr. L's fifth grade classroom, he didn't have much luck. He'd have to rely on sheer brute talent. Pickle. Jeffrey shut his eyes. Nothing. Maybe if you tried to sound it out. Nothing. He felt panic coming. The class stirred in their desks. Charlie exchanged looks with Timmy and Leo. Jeffrey couldn't imagine that letters were associated with sounds at all. It was all too much. But of course, it was a trick question. Pickle couldn't be sounded out because pickle wasn't a word that was spelled with letters. Mr. L had tried to trick him. Well, not this time, Mr. L. He could see around that in a second. Suddenly, everything was crystal clear. Seven, Jeffrey cried out. Silence in the room. He opened one eye. Mr. L was looking oddly at him. Of course he was. He was surprised Jeffrey had found out his trick. Jeffrey smiled and proceeded with confidence. Seven, five, BB. Then he needed a vowel. U, S, P, 24. He stopped, looked back at his teammates, and winked. Pickle. All right, that's incorrect, said Mr. L, and Jeffrey shrugged. Next is Timmy. The class sat on the edge of their seats. They knew simple math. They knew that if Timmy spelled this word correctly, his team would have three points. Then, even if Jake got his word right, Charlie's team would still win. Mr. L knew this too. He also knew it was nearing the time for break. So he threw out an easy one. Timmy, uh, your word is tournament. T-U-R-N-A-M-E-N-T said Timmy. Tournament. I'm sorry, but that is incorrect, said Mr. L with a sigh. And to Timmy's dismay, you missed one letter. Now, Jake, if you spell this correctly, we go to a tiebreaker round. He looked for a difficult one as Jake stepped up. Your word, said Mr. L, is disciplinarian. Jake spelled it. Not only that, but he ended the final repetition of disciplinarian with a sweeping bow. Jake was often in trouble, and he had copied out hundreds of sentences with the word discipline, about how he should listen to discipline, about how he should improve his self-discipline, and so on. And so it was easy for him to tack on Arian without much thought. Okay, that's correct, admitted Mr. L as the crowd cheered. Each team has two points, so it's time for the tiebreaker spelling showdown. I will randomly choose one name from each team. I hope it's not me, Jeffrey confided in his teammates. I mean, if it was me, that'd be cool, but I really hope it's not me. I hope it's not you too, said Albert earnestly. Representing the first team in the championship tiebreaker, announced Mr. L in a dramatic voice, will be Charlie. Charlie stepped up with a grin as Leo and Timmy gave furious applause. The rest of the class was silent. Well, that's over, said Albert. Might as well go to break. Representing team two, Mr. L continued, is, he checked the slip of paper, Jeffrey. The class went wild. Jeffrey stepped up and waved, confident that he had at least as much of a chance as Charlie. Now, if audience approval could affect one's knowledge of spelling, this certainly would have been the case. Unfortunately for Jeffrey, it didn't. Mr. L decided to start with Jeffrey. This was probably one of the most exciting moments in Jeffrey's entire school career. As Mr. L watched him grin widely and continue to wave, he thought he'd give Jeffrey an easy word, one that wasn't even on the list. 
This way he could get at least one right before Charlie pulverized him in one. Okay, Jeffrey, said Mr. L. Your word is hat. Hat, said Jeffrey in surprise. Uh, are you sure? The crowd banged on their desks in excitement. They had evidently picked up on Mr. L's line of thought. Chants of spell the word, spell the word, died down as Mr. L raised a hand for silence. Charlie was frowning with his arms crossed, clearly peeved at the discrepancy in levels of difficulty. That's a kindergarten word, he complained. We are starting out easier and building up from there, Mr. L explained. That's how a tiebreaker championship spelling showdown works. As none of the students had ever experienced a tiebreaker championship spelling showdown, none could contradict him. So you're sure, said Jeffrey, that the word is hat? I'm sure, said Mr. L, smiling. Even Albert was smiling. It seemed like, even if for the shortest bit of time, Jeffrey might actually have a chance. Okay. Um, sorry, sir, but could you use it in a sentence? What? Mr. L's smile disappeared. I mean, I know it. I just, I just like it in a sentence, please. The man put on the hat. Oh, oh, okay. That hat. <laughs> cool. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> hat. Can I have the country of origin, please? Jeffrey, spell the word. The crowd was silent. A sly grin broke over Charlie's features. Albert covered his face with both hands. Jeffrey rocked back and forth on the balls of his feet. Mr. L had caught him off guard with such a short word. But what letter did it start with? Can I, uh, can I have the first letter, please? No, absolutely not, Mr. L snapped. H, exclaimed Charlie. The first letter is H. Charlie, that's enough, said Mr. L angrily. <laughs> Jeffrey chuckled to himself, pleased at Charlie's error. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Miraculously, now that the first letter was in his head, Jeffrey discovered the remaining letters fit into place. He trembled with excitement. He understood exactly how to spell hat. H, he yelled, A-T. The crowd was about to burst into applause when Mr. L silenced them with a wave. The word was not finished until Jeffrey repeated it and submitted his answer. So the crowd remained on the edge of their seats, waiting. Jeffrey opened one eye. They all appeared to want something more. Was there more to hat after all? That's when it hit him. Of course Mr. L wouldn't give him so short of a word in the tiebreaker championship spelling showdown. That would be preposterous. No, this was another trick. Hat was not so short as it seemed. Q, he cried out. PR73. He threw that last number in for good measure, but the entire class groaned. Albert squealed. You've got to be kidding. From behind him, Mr. L closed his eyes. Jeffrey was not stupid. He realized he'd said something wrong. No, 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 just kidding. He said, no, no, I meant 74, 74. The groans got louder. Charlie was sharing looks with his team as if to say victory was surely theirs. Jeffrey was on the verge of panic. Where had he gone wrong? Is that your answer? Said Mr. L in a dull voice, devoid of hope. Once you repeat the word, Jeffrey, I can say if you're correct. 
no, 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 sorry, sorry, sir, that's not it. Um, uh, uh, can, can I start over? I, I can? Okay, 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 um, H, A, Y, B, no, no, that's not it. Uh, start, start, starting over, okay, starting over. H, <clears throat> 17, no, no, no numbers. Stupid Jeffrey, no numbers, not yet. Those come later. Jeffrey? said Mr. L. Spell the word. I really want to, Mr. L. I see I've gotten in my head, but there's a lot of pressure. And give it your best shot. I'm trying, sir. Really, I am. But it's all these numbers and getting the right one. There are no numbers in the word hat or in any other word. Just letters. Three letters. Now the class was really quiet. The last time they'd heard Mr. L. yell that loud was when Jake decided to bring in mud pies for his birthday to distribute to the class instead of cupcakes. Jeffrey understood he was standing on thin ice, but he also wasn't going down without a fight. Okay, he said slowly, with the intention of stalling until another spark of sudden genius struck. Okay, hat, three letters. First one is H. Second one, the second one. Mm, that's, that's when Jeffrey noticed the clock. Mr. L, look at the time. I know it's time for break, Jeffrey, but we need to finish this spelling. No, no, but it's late and you see, I have this. Jeffrey, this is non-negotiable. Spell hat so Charlie can spell his word and we can be done. My mom's going to pick me up early because we're going on a weekend trip and we need to go to the airport to catch a Jeffrey plane. And she said I had to be all packed up and ready by the start of break, but I totally forgot because of the spell. Jeffrey, now's not the time to invent these. And she's going to get so mad if I'm late. Sorry, Mr. L, maybe can we go on a tie and finish the spelling bee later? Jeffrey, enough. Get back to the front of the room now. Jeffrey had made a desperate scramble to pack his books. With one more glance at the clock, he straightened, then moved slowly back to the board. No more wild stories, Mr. L said. You are stalling. If you don't spell the word, your team forfeits. Jeffrey was not going to let his team down. They'd gotten this far. He couldn't abandon them now. But, 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 he stuttered. No excuses. Spell hat. We're going to miss our spell hat right now or I'll give you so much detention you'll miss your entire life. Jeffrey's lip quivered. He would not open his mouth and spell the word because he did not know how to spell the word, but he would not let his team down. A single tear slipped along his left cheek. Spell it, Mr. L was saying. Spell hat, Jeffrey. No more stalling or excuses. Spell hat. Spell hat. Spell hat. The class watched with open mouths. In later years, they would come to understand this as the moment Mr. L had a nervous breakdown. It's an event that happens in most teachers' lives, and some more often than others. But one thing was clear. This was even worse than the mud pies. Now Mr. L was standing in front of Jeffrey, repeating his command to spell hat. Jeffrey still refused to speak. The class looked on in horror. That's when Jeffrey's mother entered the room, wondering what in the world was holding back her son. Jeffrey's family made it to their flight, but only barely. The Spelling Bee Championship was rescheduled for next Monday. After an extended and heartfelt apology from Mr. L for his behavior, Jeffrey had another shot at the tiebreaker round and lost spectacularly when he spelled dog with exactly six F's in a row, among other letters. 
But for one weekend, that blissful family weekend away, Jeffrey was a spelling champion. All right, so because it's the final episode of the Blue Book of Stories portion of this podcast, I, of course, am going to have the star of this story on. I'm going to have Jeffrey coming on in. But before that, we had another person come who actually I wanted to have come before for some of the other episodes, but he his mom was never able to actually force him out of the door because he doesn't really like showing up for the podcast, doesn't like doing things he doesn't really want to do. We've been over this actually on the podcast, but he's now in here and he is staring at me waiting for me to finish this um, very eloquent introduction. And this is Albert. Albert, you can say hi to everyone. Hi. Well, that was not a very good hi. Why don't you say it a little bit nicer? Hi, everyone. I'm here because I'm forced to be here. Hello, 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 hello. Okay. Was that good? Was that good for you? Yeah, that was good for me. Thank you, Albert. And then Jeffrey's coming too. Great. This is going to be a great party. Yeah, it is kind of like a party. I mean, it's the last story, the Blue Book of Stories. We now finished reading the book. Um, It's kind of exciting. We got through the whole book together. Isn't that exciting? Well, I read the book already. Um, I finished it myself. Yeah, that's good. How often do you finish books? Almost never. Oh, so I guess this is a pretty big feat. Was it Was it hard for you? Yeah, it did take me a while. Um, but to be honest, I did want to read it. I found it fairly interesting. The hardest part about it was the reading. Oh, reading reading what? The words. Reading reading the words. That was the hardest part. Oh, you you don't like reading words? No. No, it um it's not that I can't read. I like, you know, I, I'm able to read. It's just I, I don't want to. You seem to not want to do a, a lot of things. Yes, there are many things I don't want to do. I have lists of things I don't want to do. Um, and actually, one of the things that I do want to do is I want to do all the things. I, I, want, I want to do, I want to not do the things I don't want to do. Does that make sense? No, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Albert. That makes very little sense. Well, it doesn't need to make sense. It makes sense to me. So there you go. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Jeffrey is coming in. Before he comes in, he's actually waiting outside the door, and he's jumping up and down in the window. The reason I didn't have him in yet is because he, he's honestly so excited about this podcast. I didn't I didn't think I'd have a chance to interview you if I did let him in. Um, so I just want to say before you I, – you've probably read the Red Book by now, right? I have. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have. Well, you want to say anything about it? No. No, not really. Well, you're in it. I mean, you're you're there's a couple stories with you and Jeffrey. There's a there's a lot there's a whole story with Albert's essay. Did you like that? Yeah, that was a that was a pretty um that was an accurate portrayal of of me trying to write an essay. I I hate writing. Writing is worse if possible. Writing is worse than than reading. It's worse. The worst thing actually is 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 needing to write and then needing to read what I wrote. That is that might be some of the hardest things that I've ever been asked to do in my life is, is to is to write and then to read what I wrote. Well that's kind of funny, Albert, because as as a writer, I'm writing all the time and on and then you I do a lot of editing too, so I have to read what I wrote all the your life sounds miserable. Oh, well, I, I don't think it's miserable. Well, it's 
Everyone has different opinions and decisions, um, so, you know, to each his own, Mr. Tom. To each his own. That's, uh, that's true, Albert. Uh, so I'm going to bring Jeffrey in here. Thank you for, thank you for doing this. Um, Jeffrey, come, come on in. <laughs> All right. Last episode. Here we go. I am so amped right now. I am so amped. Wow, I can I can tell you're amped. And and look, you're uh you're you're all dressed up. I am dressed up. Are you wearing a tie? Seriously? Yeah, I'm wearing a tie. Okay. Um Jeffrey's wearing a tie, but it's it's actually on his <laughs> it's on his head. Yeah, like like Indian style. That's kind of weird. No, uh actually, Albert, this is how people wear ties when they're really excited and I'm excited. And my mom said maybe you should put the tie like on your collar uh, because that's how that's how like daddy wears ties when he goes to work. Um, but I said no, I'm gonna put the tie on my head because I think that's cool and that's fun and all the podcast fans are gonna see it and they're gonna be like, wow, Jeffrey's so fun. I've said this before and I think it's maybe worth saying again, but no one can see you, Jeffrey, when you're on the podcast. Maybe they can't see me, but they can see me in the brain and they can see me through the rainbow podcast waves that are being shot out into all the millions of people who are listening right now. What are you talking about? Uh, Albert, I'm talking about the way that podcasts work. And if you don't know how podcasts work, then let me explain. Okay, no. It, Jeffrey, you don't have to explain because I don't think you know how podcasts work. Well, I have a lot of ideas about how they work. None of which are probably true. Yep, none of which are probably true, but at least they're interesting. Okay, you just, nothing can bring you down today, huh? Nothing can bring me down at all. Mm, mm, mm. Did you get your spelling test back yet today? What? Yeah, Mr. L handed back our spelling test from last week. Did you, uh, did you get it? Hmm, 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 maybe. I'm just wondering what you got. Uh, I um, I missed one word. Got a got a 95. I was a little bit disappointed by that. But uh, just uh, what did you get? When um, what did you get, Jeffrey? I I studied a lot. Okay, Jeffrey. Wow. Uh, please take a second. Just step step away from the microphone. Oh, he's he's using his tie to wipe to wipe his nose and. Uh, but sometimes what I'm doing, and I'm to think about what I'm doing. Jeffrey. Okay, just uh, Albert. You know, Albert. I'm really disappointed in you. That was not nice. What well, was not nice? You de you deliberately brought up the spelling test to make Jeffrey feel bad about his spelling grade. I don't want to think about my spelling grade. I don't want to think about anything anymore. I hate podcasts. <laughs> I I uh, I was merely wondering what grade he. Albert, you knew what grade he got. Maybe I did. Okay, then why why did you say that? Well, I don't like it when other people are happy. Okay, well that's not a very nice thing to say. Well, I like being happy, and I'm okay with other people being happy if I'm happy, but when I'm annoyed, like I have to be on some dumb podcast I don't want to be on, uh, I don't want other people to be happy about the fact that they're on that podcast. Albert, that is not a nice position to hold. It's not a nice thing to say to me, who's running the podcast, and it's not a nice thing to say to Jeffrey. I'd like you to apologize to him. 
Everything's ruined. Albert. <sighs> okay, uh, Jeffrey? <laughs> what? I'm sorry that I brought up your horrendous spelling grade. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what horrendous means, but I don't think it's good. It's, uh, well, it means that your grade was... We don't have to go into what horrendous means. Uh, the important thing is Albert feels bad. Right, Albert? I, okay, honestly, I, I, I do feel mildly bad that Jeffrey is, is, is now wiping his face with his snot-covered tie. Uh, I do feel bad about that. I, I, it's, it's not a good thing to see. Um, it's not a good thing for me to witness right now. And I, you know, it's, it's quite pitiful. It's not beautiful. It's, it's manly. I would not call that manly. I, Jeffrey, uh, Albert, this is not helping. Albert, can, can you just, can you have a sincere apology? Okay, I I did say I am sorry. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, look, Jeffrey, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be on the podcast with you because you are my... You are my. So I don't think people can see this, um, but uh, Albert is attempting to say a word that's trying to. You can do it, Albert. You. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Just a little bit more. Rend. Really? Yeah, yeah, really. Aw, thanks. Albert, you're my friend, too. <sighs> Can I go now? No, you cannot go because this is an interview. You know, the, the, it's we're, we're now back on track, right? Okay, we're back on track. How are you feeling, Jeffrey? I'm feeling good. Okay, Jeffrey's feeling good. I have friends. You have friends. And I have fans. And you have fans. And I have a podcast. And you are on a podcast. You don't have a podcast. And I have fame and fortune, fame and fortune, fame and fortune. Jeffrey, uh, I don't know what you were talking about. Wait, uh, he has neither fame nor fortune. Uh, no, okay, Albert, that's not very nice. I have both because I'm Jeffrey. Okay, uh, Mr. Mr. Tom, can I interview you? Whoa. You want to interview me? I mean, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, well, I interviewed Mr. L one time, and it was really good. Um, so I think I'd be a good interviewer for you. Yeah, I mean, if Albert's cool with that, are you cool if Jeffrey asked me some interview questions? Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, I mean, do you want to ask some questions, Albert? No, no, I don't. In fact, if I could leave... No, no, you sit down, okay? I, I will sit down. Thank you, Albert. Okay, so um, first question. What's your favorite color? Um, good question. I like the color blue. That's actually why I chose the blue book of stories to start, because it was my favorite color. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, uh, second question. Do you like being a writer? Yeah, you know, you know, being a writer is hard. It's very difficult because you're, you know, it's, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work to write stories. Um, but it's something that I think I, you know, 
it's the only thing I'm good at probably. <laughs> and so it's the only thing that I'm going to do uh, with my life and I'm going to continue doing it. Uh, and it's been working out so far. So hopefully it continues to work out. Is that a good, good answer? Well, frankly, that's kind of sad. Uh, Albert, you don't have to. Well, I mean, if that's that's literally the only thing you can do is write words. No, I, it's like a figure of speech. Like if I was doing other things, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel as as fulfilled or, or feel like they were as, as you know. I, I I wouldn't. I would always be distracted because I'd be want. Well, I'd want to be writing. You are a strange, strange man. Uh, thank you, Albert. Okay. Uh, Mr. Tom's a strange man. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, which is better, the blue book or the red book? Well, I mean, they're they're different books. I think red book is longer, um, which makes it worse. No, not necessarily. Um, well, for someone who doesn't like reading, it would make it worse, correct? Yeah, for someone who doesn't like reading, you would probably prefer a shorter book. Well, there you go. Okay, Jeffrey, next question. No, no, he's not interviewing. He's interviewing me. He's asking me what my favorite. Okay, next question. Wait, but that's the, well, okay, Red Book is worse because it's longer. So, um, hmm. Okay, uh, what is your favorite animal? What's my favorite animal? Um, that's kind of a, you know, this is, where'd you get these questions? Well, I thought about them um, for about five minutes in the car on the way to the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, you know, a lot of times interviewers will ask questions related to like, like those, the questions about the books were good, but like maybe they'd be like, where do your ideas come from? Like a lot of people ask me, when did you want to, like, when did you start wanting to become a writer? You know? Yeah, no, tell me about that. Cause I don't know, is it like, were, were you like, you know, did something fall on your head as a child? Is that is that when you decided to? Wait, wait what are you – like maybe as a baby you like tumbled down the stairs and then you had – you know, there's some sort of damage that occurred and then and then you decided you wanted to be a writer? Is, is, is that – Yeah, actually, mm, I think that, that sounds pretty accurate. What, Jeffrey, why are you on his – no, no, I, I – that's a, there was no there was no brain damage that occurred to me as a child. Well, then what? Why did you want to become a writer? Well, I, yeah, as I said, it's something that I just I feel like I have to do. It's it's something I can't I can't really stop doing. Oh, well, that sounds sounds very painful. Well, no, it's it's not painful. That sounds like a like a psychological problem. Actually, have have you got that checked out? No, I, no, I don't need to get it checked out. It's it's fine. It's no. It, I, it, I swear, it's fine. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, Miss Mr. Tom, I've I've written down uh, that you should probably get your mental health checked. Is that is that is that accurate? Is that this is a good interview? We're really getting we're really getting to the to the deep stuff here. Yeah, yeah, we are. No, no, we're not. No, no, my mental health is totally fine. I I am fine. Is it? Is your mental health fine? Yes. No. It's because you can tell us. No, I. Okay, honestly, I probably wouldn't tell you uh, if, it, if it wasn't fine, but... Well, you, we're here for you. We're your friends. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> no, they, they, first, Albert, stop laughing. Uh, second, no, I, I'm not going to... I'm fine. I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. Oh, you're not? No, I'm not. You never, like, have conversations with yourself, do you? No, I don't have conversations with myself. Oh, yeah? Um, what about, like, if there were, like... Like conversations, not just like with yourself, but with like three people, like in your head, in front of a microphone. All right, I'm gonna end the interview right there. This is getting too personal. You are invading my personal space. And Jeffrey Albert, thank you for coming. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Sweet. 
Now, wait, but uh, I have so many other questions. Okay, well, you can ask me the questions later when you come on another podcast episode because, Jeffrey, there will be more podcasts after this. There will be more podcasts? Yes, there will be more podcasts. And, Albert, you'll be happy to know that you can probably come back, too. <sighs> Fine. Okay, good. Great. So, thank you both for coming. Jeffrey, I just want to say you've been on the podcast a lot this season. Thank you for thank you for really bringing up the energy, and, and I, I really appreciate having you here. Well, uh, Mr. Tom, I just want to say I, I appreciate um, the fact that everyone loves me. Wow, that's that's a good thing to appreciate. Um, you appreciate the stories I wrote about you? Yeah, yeah, because it, it brings it brings me to understand the fact that everyone likes me so much that I have all these fans and fame and fortune. And Albert's my friend. Sometimes. Okay, good. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank you to all of our listeners, however many that may be now, after that uh, very strange conversation. But I do just want to say that I love writing. Like, it's not just something that I do, like, compulsively or whatever, because I'm not good at anything else. Anyway, I, that, I, I love writing stories. And I love, I love it when people are listening to my stories and enjoy the stories, because I think that stories are just so crucial to our lives and, and having different types of stories and stories that we really, like, I know growing up, having stories that really stuck with me that the stories that I felt like I could, I could like, I could almost live. That was some of the most important and informative moments for me was reading those stories or, or listening to those stories. So anyway, I just, the fact that I can, I can write stories and people enjoy them and, and, and want to listen to them and uh, are, are continuing to do so just, uh, just blows me away. So thank you, honestly, thank you so much for listening. And uh, thank you for being a fan of boy stories. And there's a lot of great, more exciting stories to come. That was really touching. Okay, uh, Albert, I didn't even know you were still in the room. Yeah, yeah, I was listening. I was touching. I was touched. You, you, you actually felt like emotionally touched by that. You felt, you felt like that was touching. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <sighs> I, I cried a little bit. Thanks, Jeffrey. I, I, I like stories too, and I like it when people make stories. <laughs> and now I'm just really happy. Wow, Jeffrey, that's. That's sweet. Um, you know, Albert's even smiling, too. I can see that smile. Even though he wouldn't admit it, Albert likes these stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do sometimes. I do like the stories. Okay, well, enough of that. Thank you all for listening, and we are going to end it right there. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production performed by Tom Longano, author of The Blue Book of Stories. The Blue Book of Stories is available now on Amazon. It's also available on TomLongano.com. The podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And please, if you like the podcast, subscribe. Tell us what you think in the comments and reviews. Please send us an email. You can find all our contact information on TomLongano.com. If you have a question or a comment for any of the characters, send it to us and you might just get featured in one of the next interviews. But thank you so much for listening. Again, share with your friends and please continue to listen. This has been so much fun for us. We hope it is just as much fun for you. Have a great day.